Okay, believe it or not, if you're watching online, there are people here. They're just probably as asleep as you are this morning. Uh, I do want to welcome you all. Thank you for being here, uh, whether you're here in the house or you're here joining us online. Uh, I do want to just reemphasize what you just saw in the video. Uh, please, especially right now, I mean, life right now is just bonkers, crazy. And now more than ever, we need to be a people of prayer. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you're in the house, uh, there's cards over here by the door, prayer card. You can uh, you can write your prayers, and there's a tree right back here in the corner. You can you can clip your prayers to that tree. I'll take those later. I'll, I'll post them all out to our prayer team. You'll be getting prayed for. If you're online, uh, please use those addresses, uh, prayer at c3ak.com, pastor at c3ak.com. And uh, I just want to make a pitch. Uh, now more than ever, when we need to be a people of prayer, we do have a dedicated team of people who are willing to uh, to take the time to uh, to lift your prayers up before the Lord. But there is always room for more people on that team. Uh, you know, we send out an email. You get the email. You read the email. You pray the email. Job done. Uh, so if you're out there and this is something you want to be part of. Send me an email, send Tracy an email, we will get you on that, uh, that prayer team, and you can take part in this vital ministry that has been so, so crucial to us over the years. Uh, that's all I really want to say. We're going to like, kick off with some great music and then a great message from the Word, and I just want to lift us up in a word of prayer before we go. Father, thank you for this day. I pray you would come now and abide with us. I pray you would help us to abide with you today and all days. Help us, Father, to find our lives in you. Um, give us eyes to see, Father. Give us ears to hear. Give us hearts uh, that are faithful. Give us minds to understand. I pray this morning that each one of us, as, as we come collectively to understand, to receive a word, to lift up our voices to you as a community, I pray we would also be diligent as individuals to seek out what it is you would have to say to us today. And when we, see, we receive your message, Father, that you would give us the wisdom to understand and you would give us the strength and the courage to be faithful to follow. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. with us, I invite you to stand and sing, it's never required, and uh, you can always sit down if you need to, and you at home, you can stand up in your living rooms, in your presence, there is freedom, in your presence, there is hope, in your presence, there is healing, love restores me, I am
You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. soul will rest in your embrace. 
Overzealous with the coffee drink here. Want to give you some updates on some of our folks. It has been a difficult season. for the people of Christ Community Church. Glad to have Hubert back with us. He's on the house board tonight in the hospital for, was it over a month, Hub? Close to? Um, and getting back on his feet and healing and continuing to work with the doctors on stuff that he's got upcoming, but just glad to see him raised back up. Uh, very serious business there for him with some infection. Several Pena's, I know, are at home, recovering from whatever, the bug, a bug, our bugs. <laughs> I don't even know where we are anymore. But uh, we pray our blessings upon you at home and that you'll recover. Um, Deb, of course, we know here several weeks ago, let us know that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's had surgery and will begin radiation treatment in February. Jones, Frank, her husband, is here today, laying on a whiteboard, great friend of, of ours and a wonderful couple, been part of the church for a long time now, um, said that I could share with you all this morning, she shared it with the prayer team, 
already. Remember that prayer team that we talked about has been praying for her already, but we want to gather you to pray with us as well. Also, just in the last week, diagnosed with breast cancer. And uh, doctors are doing things uh, quick and aggressive, including high projected clip this week. She'll meet with an oncologist and have a clip beginning this week to begin chemotherapy. Praying for mild in none, I'll pray for no, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, for, for uh, Deb and for uh, Rhonda. We're praying in the name of Jesus for no terrible side effects. They can continue to do the things that they love and do with the ones that they love and be up and about their business and their lives. And we ask that in the name of Jesus. Of all of those things, and it was Bonnie, uh, uh, Dad's wife, fell uh, two weeks ago, broke her hip, had surgery, and they went well, went great. She's out of the hospital. She's at home with her sister Tony, uh, who is also a member here at Christ Community Church, baptized in baptismal pool right back there. Uh, it's a huge honor for me. And uh, she's at uh, Tony's, uh, being cared for and uh, progressing. And actually doing incredibly well. She's uh, healing quickly, but uh, she's tired. She's weary. She's in a lot of pain uh, still. Uh, but it's been a very short time, and we're praising God for the success that she's had so far and that she is healthy. But uh, we want to continue to pray for her. And there are others. Nate's got a surgery coming up. Nate, when is that going to be? Feb 8th. February 8th. Pretty serious surgery on his back. Um, Tony, my sister is down here. She's had, uh, she didn't get, well, who knows? She didn't get the COVID, but she got the cold. It's knocked everybody down. And man, it walloped her hard. And she's still uh, recovering from that, in addition to some neck problems. And, and I know that there are others in this room with physical uh, maladies and spiritual maladies that you're dealing with. And uh, it just, I had said last week that I might speak this morning about vision. You know where we're going, what we're doing. Here's the bottom line: I don't know, um, and I mean that sincerely. And it is not necessarily a lack of vision, but this is the strangest time in 25 years of full-time ministry, even through some very difficult times. This is the strangest thing I have ever had to sort out with the Lord. And so I ask you to pray for us, pray for your pastors as we try to just seek the face of God and converse with one another and, and ask God to be in the midst of our conversation. Um, it's wonderful to see those of you who are here this morning. Bless you. What a, what a treat to see your faces uh, here in the room this morning. And we'd love to see more of you continue to come back. And this is, this is where I'm going with this today. All these folks who have these things that we want to lift up in prayer, I want you to keep these people on your minds, on your hearts, constantly in the weeks to come because this is what we do as a body of believers for one another, as we lift one another up. Uh, Michael, recovering from COVID, right? Feeling better? Feeling good? Praise God. Amen. Jim and Jan, that's who I was forgetting. I knew I was forgetting something. Jim and Jan wanted to be here this morning. Jim was able to come and join us for rehearsal on Thursday uh, with the worship team. And then uh, this morning, again, just wiped out, ready to go, and then wiped out, just can't muster the energy, and we bless you, Jim and Jan, in that, in the name of Jesus, we bless you, that the Lord will restore you and continue to bring you back to health, and, uh, and it just occurred to me this week that uh, probably a lot of us are wrestling with fear over whatever it may be in our own job circumstances, um, our own personal demons that we're struggling with or fighting, you know, just fights with things that, that try to rule over our lives and even over our bodies, disease that has invaded and that we want to see expelled from our bodies and our beings and our families in the name of Jesus. Looking at the world circumstances, you know, Crazy Russian leaders, fingers on the buttons. Man, don't look at your stock market portfolio this last week. 
is there an end to the weirdness that we're all in right now? I can't answer any of those questions. I can't give you solutions to any of those things. I'm not, I'm not a healer. He's a healer. I don't have the world's reserves of money to solve your financial problems. I can't needle into your brain to, to kick off addictions and tendencies and those type, types of things. I don't have any of that. I can't predict the future. The only thing I have, the only refuge I can run to in what seems to me, feels to me like the strangest of to run to the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my rock. There is nowhere else to go. Systems will fail us. Governments will fail us. Medicine will fail us. Loved ones will fail us. Because it's all so imperfect. Now, you and I loved ones Let's bond together. Let's commit together to do our best, right? To reach for the best. Let's not presuppose that we're going to fail. If we fail, let it, let it be because we, we are tricked, not because we drive off a cliff. Let us be good to one another. Let us be the presence of Christ to one another. Let us extend the refuge of the love of God to one another as we meet, as we talk, as we email, as we text message. I, I don't know how many text messages I sent this week just saying, what's going on in my life today? And I'm concerned about it. I don't remember what the number was. It's either 346 or 364 or somewhere in that range. And it might depend on which translation of the Bible you, you like to I'm going to go with the smaller number so I don't overestimate. Let's say somewhere in the neighborhood of 346 times in the Bible, God says through his inspiration of the word, and Jesus says from his own mouth, don't be afraid. Sometimes that feels really hard to believe. You know, we're 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 temporal. We're 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 tied to this ground, this this ball of earth that we're spinning around on for the course of our lives, whatever that length may be. And there are times as I've gotten older, and maybe some of our older folks here will identify with this. I know Mike does because he talks about it all the time. As I've gotten older, I find myself being a little more heavenly-minded than I was when I was young. In fact, there was a time when I was young when those who were more heavenly-minded sort of irritated me. Because I was like, well, great, great to think about eternity, but look around us, look around us right now. There's people and there's things to do, and I love, and I do, I love this life. I love my family, my beautiful wife sitting over there, so good to me and my sons, wonderful friends to us now and friends to one another. We were just talking this morning about just how much blessing they bring to our lives because of who they're becoming. You know, I've had the blessing of, of my family living much of it here in Alaska for a long time with my, my in-laws and Karen's sister was here for so many years with her kids and Connie's been here for so many years and, and then back and forth and then she moves out and somehow she gets sucked back in and we get to enjoy her presence for a little bit longer and I get to, to look back and see her on the stage with me again doing her bass guitar and twelve string and, and I man, I love all of that. And then, you know, the Frenches we have Sean, my neighbor here, lives literally right next door and we hang out in the summer. Now nobody hangs out in the winter because who wants to go outside in the summer? We crank up the grill and and we hang out in the backyards and go back and forth and 
you know, Sam and Deb, friends for a long time through music, and then they got to join together as friends in ministry. I see Diana back there. Diane, how long have you been hanging out together? It's like 25 years, right? Still longer than that. We go back before Christ came into the church, before Anchorage Quality Life Center. So the Grayson's out here who joined us many years ago now. We go to friends with them and, and sat across the table from them and they blessed us with serving here and speaking to us and telling us about ministry in Alaska and and all those things and then Michael came along about four years ago. We've had four together five again someday, right? I miss going up to that rock over here. I'm looking over there. Is that my is that my friend over there? Hey buddy, always good to see you. Tell me your name. George, good to see you. This is Terry. Welcome this morning, my friend. Welcome. You see how God then also continues to just bring people in. They're here today. We've never met, right? Will we meet again? I don't know. But here we are together in the presence of the Lord. God knits us together near and far for a long time, for a short time. Old friends, new friends. This fellowship of us together in the person of Jesus Christ is one of the things that he's, he's blessed us with so that when we face hard times and it's difficult to hang on to that, that, that idea of not being afraid, can hopefully find comfort. We can find strength in one another as we lift each other up in Christ. I want you to go with me to Isaiah chapter 40, 41. I have two passages of scripture I want to share with you this morning. Now if you take all those times that, that the Bible says don't be afraid, that's it's a lot, right? It's spread out over the whole thing. Don't be afraid. Sometimes it's to individual people. Sometimes, as in this case, it's to a large group of people. Sometimes it is spoken to a person or to a larger group of people, and the implication is clear that God is saying, this is, a, this is something not only for those of you who I'm speaking to right at this moment, but this is something that I want all of my creation to receive. So starting in verse 8. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you and not cast you out. Fear not. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all who are incensed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. Those who strive against you shall be nothing and shall perish. You shall seek those who contend with you, but you shall not find them. And those who war against you shall be as nothing at all. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand, and it is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one
Don't let those words just fly by you. Take a moment and consider the source. The prophet here is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writing the very words that God is speaking. Let me not share in them. Most high God of all gods, the name above all names, the great I am is saying to us, whatever our circumstance today, that He holds our hand and He says, Don't said it many times from my ear. The greatest part of the good news, the gospel, is not the forgiveness of your sins, because that leads you somewhere, leads you to the greatest thing. It is not the promise of resurrected life, because you could be resurrected to live who knows where, but it leads you to something. It's resurrected to something. It is not the empowerment to live a life of holiness and righteousness and, and continuing sanctification here on earth because that process is for a purpose, for good works and to lead you to somewhere. And that somewhere, that something is literally the presence of God. The greatest part of the good news, the gospel, is that He saves you, He forgives you, and He saves you. He promises to resurrect you to new life on this earth and to eternal life for all of eternity so that He can be with you. He is with you. Last passage of Scripture to put this in a slightly different light. As you're hearing me, we're, we're together in the struggle of, of life. Sometimes it is frightening. Sometimes it scares us. Sometimes it's difficult to contend with. And we hear the words. Like I could, I could pull out at least 345 other places. Passage says, don't be afraid. I can read them all week. There's some famous ones, you know, uh, famous ones where uh, Jesus tells his disciples, don't be afraid. Scenes like that. There's the battles of the prophets and the angels, host of angels scattered across the mountainside. We don't need to hear this complaining that we see. The angels, when they come to announce the presence of the Messiah in the manger, says, Don't be afraid. But this one, this one's interesting to me. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Sorry, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Sorry, guys, for getting a little caught up here. Verse 9. Have I not, this is God speaking, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. And do not be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Now listen, I know sometimes we, we see the word command. And, and maybe uh, there's a 
part of our spirit wants to rebel against that. You know, what's fine, command me, then I'm not really not really being that afraid because I'm doing it because you made me. But but God teaches us, Jesus especially teaches us that the commands of God, the law of God is not a burden. It's freedom. If anyone is in, is free in Christ, they are what? Free indeed, truly free, new creation. Free, free, free to choose that which is right. Because prior to being rescued by God, we are slaves to sin. And we're bound to choose that which is wrong. But when Christ comes and sweeps into our lives and gives us that forgiveness and gives us that salvation and promises us that resurrection, begins to work in our lives today, sanctifying us, renewing us, making us holy as He is holy. When He begins to do that, we become beings who now are free to choose what is right. And so when He says, Have I not commanded you? He's saying to you, You can choose because you are no longer a slave to the one who is the author of sin. You can choose to trust in me. You can choose to believe in me. You can choose to not be dismayed because you remember that the Lord, your God, is with you. Where? Wherever you go. So if all you can do is travel between your recliner in your bedroom, because that's all you got right now. Physically limited, energetically limited. If you're wading into the circumstances of a difficult home life, if you're looking at the appointments on your calendar with the oncologist and the treatment center, Reservations because you know you've got somewhere important to go because doctors have to address a need in your life. Whatever it is, guys, fill in your blank. If you're wondering about the future of the church and how God wants to empower the people to continue to do a ministry in this community and what that looks like, friends, the Lord our God is with us. So I give you those words today because I know some of you have very, very difficult circumstances. They're wearing you out during the day and keeping you awake at night. You have loved ones beside you who are struggling, concerned, worried. You're trying to make sense of your own mess that you've made, whatever it is, friends. I saw a great picture yesterday, uh, an illustration. The guy is sitting in his car, and he's got his camera pointing out the window, and in the distance you see a huge building, like a shopping mall, right? Take a picture with me in a shopping mall. But the perspective of the camera as he's shooting out of his front window is there's a, an air freshener hanging from the rearview mirror of his car. He says, isn't this interesting? I took this picture. Look at how small the mall looks and how huge this air freshener looks in this picture. Because the air freshener is right in the can. It looks just ginormous compared to the building out in the distance. And he says, but the reality is we both know that air freshener is tiny. And that mall over there is huge. But sometimes we get so stuck in our perspective. We see the problem, and it looks enormous. But God is actually with us wherever we go. And but we're like we're focused on the problem, and He looks small. If your God is too small, it's because you're looking at the wrong thing. Because God is awesome. He's big for you, my friend. 
promise would it be said that like this? He says, pray the promise, not the problem. Oh man, I like that one. Pray the promise, not the problem. Your life is still focused on God. And to be reminded that He is with you. sing one song here from the piano, which will be an encouragement to you. And then, uh, folks, when I'm finished, worship team, come back and join us. Would you? Going way back in the catalog for this one. 1982. shepherd I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul and guides my path in righteousness for his name's sake. Surely goodness and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell my head with all my cups overflowing. Surely goodness and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell my 
Now may the Lord bless you, keep you. May he cause the light of his face to shine upon you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. In 
Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed, my friends, and may the Lord go with you in Jesus' name. I love you. Have a great week.